Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I wake up in the morning. This time I see another day in the dark. Won't change the way I feel. This is real. Welcome to the 18 Degrees Below Horizon podcast with your hosts, Dr. Nicola Felton and John Fouts. While Dr. Nicola is a psychotherapist and certified life coach, a podcast is a one-way street, so please consider this podcast for inspirational purposes only. If you feel you have mental health needs, please seek a professional therapist so that you might find your own mental wellness. Feel the heat above me and now I know the sun is going to find me no matter I don't know. That, that's, a, that's a lot to be said for someone who's really trying to um, figure out their psyche, their mm-hmm. mental health, um, why they seem to be different. And at some point in time, they have to embrace it. I was watching a video um, yesterday on Facebook with this lady. Um, she's She has a beard. And she said um, she was told when she was 13, if she shaved her beard, she wouldn't be bullied at school. She said then shaving her beard caused a lot of um, you know, red blemishes and cuts mm-hmm. and anyway, she still got bullied. Um, right. so she just braced it and she has this beautiful, beautiful, really long beard. Um, <laughs> and it's, um, you know, like maybe you being unique and different is not such a bad thing. Mm-hmm. That's how she's accepting it. Um, very pretty girl. So she has a full right? beard. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing is probably the very ones that bullied her, were the guys who can't grow that fine a beard. I mean, it's interesting how, you know, at one point, um, and I was probably in middle school, but I started getting body hair early on, right? And, of course, that was, I guess, from testosterone to me being manly, if you will. And uh, But I intimidated the boys who didn't have any, you know, like they called me gorilla arms. And, um, and you know, what, what's the reply? All right, silly putty, whatever. I mean, you know, like these, these kids had no hair at all. And then of course you get into high school and then, you know, the ladies are like, Oh, you know, you've got hair on your chest, you know? So anyway, um, and then these kids, these people that had given me so much crap, uh, early on, they're like, Oh shoot, man, I still don't have chest hair. And then in the long <laughs> run, who cares? I mean, like, I remember in high school wanting to grow a beard, but I couldn't. It was just, you know, like five hairs on my chin. And then the more it grew out, then I would grow a beard every winter or whatever. But after a while, I'd get tired of shaving. You know, it'd almost be kind of cool to go back uh, to not having to shave, you know? So it, it's funny how people should just, if they could see that they're special in their own right, um, then it really, w- all these other things are just circumstantial. You grow a beard, you don't grow a beard. You're tall, you're short, you're strong, you're, you know, you don't have the physical strength. You couldn't be part of the Avenger team, but man, you can figure out how to pinch time space so we can travel freely to the stars. Everyone has this special ability, you know, built in that they are automatically special because they are living and breathing. And I wish people would embrace that. And it's funny. 
um, Stuart and I did a podcast this morning and we, this is just about movies and stuff. Right. And near the end, I was like, you know, I wish that people would feel special because they are special, not because they make a movie or because they do, you know, whatever, because that isn't what makes them unique and special. That's one accolade, but that, you know, they are special because of just that they are, that they're anyway i think i summed it up better on the soapbox earlier but yeah i do wish people would would embrace themselves and Mm -hmm. figure um and like you were saying you know when you start to figure yourself out it's like i still love meditation but i've learned that there are times when i should meditate and times when i shouldn't because if i meditate i get very calm very zen but then you've seen the the disney mover movie the emperor's new groove i'm sure and, you know, mm-hmm. how he would be dancing and then somebody would interrupt his groove and then he would, like, you know, boot them out the window. That becomes me. I just, like, I am so calm. And then then the noise arrives and it's like, oh, the dog pooped on the carpet again. Or, or so-and-so is not cleaning up. So-and-so. Rah, 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 rah. And then I, my, my switch is flipped and I'm just like, everybody needs to be quiet. And if I hadn't meditated, I think I would have been better able to handle it because I would have already been, you know, in, in the flow. So there's specific times to meditate. So anyway, my point to all this rambling is that when you get to know yourself, there's certain foods that I should or should not eat. Um, if I'm going to be doing specific things, I don't want too much coffee before I do a podcast. I don't want to, um, you know, uh, get, eat too much sugar or whatever, uh, at specific times. Cause then I'm impatient. So when you know yourself and then you, you know how to best look after you so you can best look after everybody else. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the, I think the biggest thing about that, you have to, in order to know yourself, you have to actually purposely go and figure out who you are (laughs) right you have to experience (laughs) (laughs) which experience a lot of things but if you don't really process that in your head you're not you're Mm -hmm. not really sure oh so yeah so so back to your theme um which i think Mm -hmm. was a really good topic today finding peace in a world of uncertainty so Mm -hmm. we have to focus that in an area and you can tell me if there's certain area you want to focus in because unfortunately my first thought went to um, this world of politics that we're in, mm. that even my 11 year old is saying, when is this election over? Right. <laughs> <laughs> when is it going to be over? So it's just, you know, so it's really interesting because I started to take a, a picture of him this morning because I was watching him and I was like, what is he doing? Is he on his phone? He was just sitting there and mm-hmm. he's watching news. Oh, and he's no. just intently watching the news and he's like, what? Why do they keep talking about these emails? Right. Um, you know, why isn't, you know, Donald Trump in jail for what he did to these women? Um, <laughs> right. You know, he just, um, he just, he just wants, you know, and who, why are we, why are these people running for president? <laughs> like, uh, yes. And who's supposed to be the president, you know, and, right. um, how to pick the best president. And, um, and in, uh, I know another question he asked, which I thought was very interesting. He says, how many faults can a person have? And still run for president. <laughs> See, I want your son to run for president because I feel <laughs> like, you know, because he seems to have a very good head on his shoulder. Because really, I'm thinking this is, you know, at my age and being jaded over the years. It's like, you know, how many faults can someone hide and still run for president? <laughs> you know, it's it is a mess. 
it's but in funny. this case, I don't think a lot of I don't think they're being hidden on either side. I just don't think I mm -mm. think it's all out there, mm -mm. <laughs> and we have to decide which one is worse than the other, or how, right. you know, how much or what, you know? Because on one mm -hmm. hand, I'm like, well, I don't want to know everything that the president is doing. I don't want you know. I don't want to. Right. That's why you're the president. Right. And then it's like, wait a minute, you did that? Like, wait a minute, I like right. want to know about that. <laughs> and then the other hand, I'm like, you don't have any respect for women. And then I'm like, mm -hmm. but I really don't care. Like, it's weird because I'm like. So anyway, so he, he, yeah, he gets, um, you know, I guess he gets torn. It's like, I don't want to accept anyone who's going to do anything bad. And then you hear about right. something bad from both sides. It's like, which one is worse? <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, um, and, and you yeah. think about presidents past and some of them have done great things like gotten us out of debt. And then there were escapades in the Oval Office. You know what I mean? That tainted <laughs> that whole presidency because, you know, it's like, He's got us working again. He's got us out of the red. He, what? He did what? And then, of course, we're all aghast. And then across the globe, the other, like, European leaders are going, <laughs> that happens all the time. You know, and yeah. so we become a laughing stock because of our uh, being very conservative-minded. But yet then we aren't conservative on other things. We're very hypocritical going back and forth. And, yeah, and then that, that whole knee-jerk thing, I think that's what got, uh, Bush Jr. into office was because it's like, oh, we can't have another Democrat. And so it just, I wish that people would run because it's an honor. And I realize this is my space sci-fi fantasy, but I wish people would run for office because it was an <laughs> honor and there would be term limits. And then once they're done, they would go back to whatever they were doing, not be depending on me, i.e. the taxpayer, to support them forever. So... It, yeah. I do think we have a, a candidate who has been planning this for their entire lives. Mm -hmm. um, and the history of that person is really amazing. And mm -hmm. then we have another, I don't even know what to say. I mean, I really can't compare the two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, but um, I don't know. It's just really weird. I just, I just think that the, the the thought of how many faults can they have, and yeah. I, you know, my response to that question is obviously I have to answer my son because he doesn't like wait. Mm -hmm. um, I was like, you you gotta give me an answer. You're my right. mom, and so my answer is in the past, other presidential um, uh, nominees and candidates and actual presidents have done things faults that we did not know about because we didn't have right. technology, we didn't have video tapes, and we didn't have audio, we didn't have WikiLeaks, we didn't have all these things that tells us things they did. So they, they did things that we didn't know about. So mm -hmm. the question really is, do we want to know or do we, do we not want to know? Mm -hmm. Because if you really want to know who it is that you're selecting, the whole true person, then mm -hmm. you're going to have to accept faults of those people because there's no perfect person in the world. Right. You have to accept faults. Um, unless you have a candidate that don't have any faults. Um, but in this case, you've got to accept some of the faults on one side or another. Right. And, and I mean living denial. I mean acknowledging right. it, it's true, it's fact, and mm -hmm. knowing that you accept that. Right. Um, because it may come back. In the past, we didn't know. We didn't have the ability to know. We didn't need to know. Mm -hmm. uh, they went in, they did their job, and that was that. So sometimes I have to ask, you know, is technology too much? Um, mm -hmm. Because we are uncertain. When you talk about uncertainty, we are uncertain in a world where we know too much. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because I, I think we have to go back 
I mean, obviously, I do not want to go back. It wasn't good for me 40 years ago, right? Right. <laughs> I'm going to go back in that regard. But there was a certain time where you just depended on the president to do their job, to take right. care of the country. And you did your job and did your part, pay your taxes, went about your business. And I think in that particular time is something that we have to really believe in the people that we have representing us. Because mm-hmm. if we know too much and we ourselves become judgmental and now we can't trust anybody. Oh, um, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, you, if finding peace in that particular world is very difficult. But that's mm-hmm. what we're going to talk about today is like, um, it's a scary thing because it's getting to the point where we are moving away from gender problems and racial problems. And, and I don't know who we're moving away from. It was really going away or getting better, but people definitely didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it. And mm-hmm. uh, people who had been oppressed before were more confident and they were not fearful and they just kind of went about their lives. But now everything else is back up in. Mm-hmm. Now it's like hard to find peace. Cause I keep saying, well, just do what you're supposed to do and take care of yourself and abide by all the rules. Don't break any laws. Eat healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Just do your thing, and you will find inner peace, and you will live a long, happy life. Mm-hmm. But then you tell people who don't like you because of your gender, because of your nationality, because of your um, um, your sexual preference. You know, you know, because of your religious beliefs, and you have those people then crowding your world. So how do you find peace with that? Mm-hmm. How do you find peace not knowing what else is <laughs> What can happen if you just walk down the street? Somebody, if you live in a certain neighborhood, you walk down the street, you can get shot. So that's dangerous. But mm-hmm. um, I don't think that really can happen. I don't think it happens quite that way. Um, or I have to confess, I've never lived in a neighborhood like that. I don't know. Right. Which is weird. Um, but um, either way, it's scary. It um, is. It's scary to think that that's possible, or it's scary to think that someone thinks that that's possible. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and so again, you part- go back to. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and then you go right back to technology and you see these things. You don't even have to hear secondhand. I mean, like when the World Trade Center uh, was, when the first plane hit the World Trade Center, it was probably 20 minutes later that a friend of mine who worked as a a guard at the gated community that we uh, lived at at the time, he called me up and he said, John, are you watching TV? No, I'm working on three different computers, keeping three projects going, and I was happy, you know? And so yeah. he said, no, you you need to, I can't even describe it, you need to turn on the TV. So then, um, you know, I'm turning on and I'm watching what looks like something from a Godzilla movie or some sci-fi, you know, alien invasion, but it's it's not, it's it's... Um, a plane has crashed into one of the World Trade Centers and it's on fire. And then I'm watching another plane come in. I'm thinking, wait a minute, this is surreal, you know. But my whole point is it took someone calling me, interrupting my flow, you know what I mean? And and did I really need to know? I, I guess in a way, but it it troubled me deeply for days. And, um, you know, before I could get back to work. I just watched it and I couldn't, I was in a state of disbelief, but now things happen and immediately the Twitterverse lights up, Facebook lights up, people text. And so it's so much faster for us to get the bad news and we don't get the good news that fast, but it's like, oh, well, you know, the police shot another uh, black man getting out of an SUV. And so, and it's immediate, you know, and what are the circumstances? We don't know, but this, but then everybody is mad and we're not looking at 
going calling through everything and just saying we will take care of it. We don't want this. I mean, you you go all the way back to the genocide of the Native American people when uh the when the Brits decided to come over. You know, we celebrate Columbus Day and he was awful what he you know what he did, but for some reason yep. we still have his holiday and no one questions it. And so, but anyway, I'm um, um, but technology today if anything happens, we know about it immediately. Somebody's going to let you know. And I think it's that constant barrage of, wow, maybe the world does suck. It certainly takes a hit on my um, positive outlook, you know? And okay. so, because I have a very broad base uh, of, of family members that cover so many different demographics, whether racial, religious, or sexual preferences, and so I feel that hit when, you know, the news comes up and, oh, well, you know, the pipeline's going to go through. We don't care what the Native Americans say. We don't care if, uh, you know, uh, thousands are poisoned because we need this gas because we need to make money, whatever, you know. And so it, that, it takes a hit. The thing that just happened, uh, that happens, the, the, the death of the man over in Charlotte. And, you know, it sounded like he was getting his life back together. And was he just at the wrong place at the wrong time? Was there a gun? Was it a book? And everybody is speculating. And being a big guy, you've met me years ago, and mm. I'm a big guy. So I get, and I do have resting, unhappy face, you know? You smile at me, I'm going to smile back. And then you're just going to be, oh, well, you know, this guy's not going to kill me. But if I'm just walking around, I don't necessarily have that look on my face like, I am Buddha. I want to love everybody. So people will say, oh, my God, here comes this big guy. He's making me nervous. He's walking down this little hallway to get to the bathroom. I'm afraid he's going to slam me. Well, no, I just need to go to the bathroom really bad. But I'm just saying that, you know, people have these misperceptions, you know, who's safe, who's not. And they make these judgment calls based upon the book, of, uh, the cover of the book versus even given the heart a chance to shine through. But all these things are instant in this digital age. And then on Facebook, you have, you know, it just, that makes it worse. Twitter makes it worse. Because it's kind of like the other day, um, Stallone's nephew was beat up at college. I don't even know the whole story. But because um, it was Stallone beat right. up, then immediately everybody on Facebook and Twitter is like, oh, we've lost Stallone, we've lost Rocky. Oh, and I'm thinking... Two clicks, man. Two clicks. And I found out it, it was his nephew that was beat up. He's in the hospital. He's going to recover. We haven't lost Stallone, you know? And so it, it just, it's this knee jump. And then let's take the wrong facts and just send it everywhere to everybody and upset everybody. So, yeah. so you know, it's going back to politics. I'm sorry. I'm being very random today. Uh, but Going back to politics, um, there's this cool app called 10% Happier. You can get it on the I, uh, on the App Store. Um, I'm assuming they have it for droids as well. But anyway, it's a cool app. And there's a guy named Dan Harris who is on Good Morning America. And I think it was maybe seven years ago, he had a panic attack on air. 
and totally broke down. And I saw the clip and this guy is just like, you know, the, um, the anchor said, all right, we're going to go to, you know, to Dan for whatever news. And he started and you could tell that he was starting to melt down. He said the inner voices were saying, you suck, man, you cannot even do this. And so all the negativity surfaced and he just said a few sentences and was stammering and said, and that's it for now. I'm going back over. And he got up. And so he discovered that he needed to deal with his anxieties. And so he created an app that actually will help you meditate. And um, because of his connections, he can connect you with all these, you know, leaders who really are about peace and self-reflection and meditation and stuff. And uh, But anyway, my whole point to that whole ramble, besides the fact that it's a cool free app, is that they have a 10-episode, if you will, um, kind of a, a, a thing that you can do to help you deal with the anxieties that come from politics and all this that's going on where it's like, oh, well, he's, he's good. or No, she's, she's bad. No, he's bad. She's good. And oh my gosh, what will happen to the world if, if they become in power? And if you let it get to you, then it will destroy your, your happiness and your zen and your calm. And so I'm glad that uh, you know there are different apps out there, and I'm glad you brought up politics because people need to know, I, I believe everything is orchestrated. I think everything has a purpose, the good and the bad, and we should learn from everything, and we should not forget uh, what, what has happened in the past. And, um, but yet don't let that drag you down to where you can't live in the present. But anyway, but I, so yeah, I think, um, politics right now in particular, the, the fact that some husbands can't even speak to their wives and vice versa about what they believe because, oh, well, preacher Joe said, this is the only option for us because of blah, blah, blah. And, oh, it, it just, it goes on and on and so much division instead of, you know, let's rally behind somebody. And these little sound bites where it's like, oh, I believe that bootstrap bill will be the best president yet. You know, and it's it's all taken mm-hmm. out of context. But that is truly Colonel Sanders saying all this, you know, so we should believe it. We should go buy chicken. And yeah, it's it's a mess. <laughs> it is. It is a mess. But um, I think it's difficult. I know, like, you know, some people have lost friends because mm-hmm. of the uh, politics. And um, I think their friends have felt, um, the friends that I have lost, because I'm one to speak for myself, um, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't say that I've just lost a friend, but we don't talk as much as we used to. Mm-hmm. They've always had the same belief system. I think that when I hear, like, say Donald Trump, for instance, uh, when I hear, you can people can vote for whoever they want, I don't care, but people <laughs> right. say, right. it's, it's, um, I guess they spent a lot of time clarifying what he's saying. And I was like, well, it's not really what he said or not even how he said it, mm-hmm. not even who he said it to. It's that I don't understand what he's saying because mm-hmm. um, he did these things, right? It's like, right. why would you say that? And you're clarifying, oh, he's trying to say, I don't want to press it. You've got to explain <laughs> me what he's talking about. That's right. all I'm saying. Right. Like if that's what you feel and that's what you said and you become the president, I just want to know where you're coming from. Right. Um, but when you say a whole lot of, you know what I mean, and I know I don't. you got to, <laughs> you know, and that's all. Even if it's not the truth, I yeah. still want it clear. And um, so when I try to have that, that discussion saying, I just want it clear, I don't need you to clarify me. 
to me what he's saying because that's <laughs> right. not what he said. Right. Um, then, you know, that's caused some discord. Well, I, you know, I've, I had someone tell me, well, you being in the military, I thought that you would, you know, be on board with him. And I said, <laughs> right. that makes absolutely no sense to me because I have no idea what you're talking about. Right. Me being in the military. I, I don't get that. I mean, right. If you can explain that to me, you can go right ahead. But I do not understand. I've had two friends say to me, you being, you know, have, having been in the military, I thought you would basically vote for Donald Trump. Right. <laughs> I didn't vote for, um, but I just, I said, I don't understand because he was never in the military. Right. Um, he has never said positive things about the military. So I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. And then they said, well, you know, Benghazi. And I was like, you know, <laughs> um, I, I've lost friends and family under three different presidents. And I don't think that I'm going to take one secretary of state, you know, being in the military, you lose five or six people and not to minimize their lives at all. But I've lost at least, I don't know, say 65 people, like for wow. real serious number. Right. Um, so then I don't, I don't, it, it's hard to put in, you can't say a number, say, well, you lost five and I lost 65. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's right. just, I want someone to be able to connect on a different level. And so it's just difficult. Cause I'm like, what did he mean when he said he grabbed something? Did he mean something different? Right. Like then Oh, well, he just said that. He just, he was talking, boy. I'm like, wow, I never want to go in a boy's locker room. That's all I know. <laughs> right. Because, you know, that's what we've talked about with, you know, people like uh, Michelle and Vanelle and Mark and uh, just my very close friends who I can call up on a tear. I'm angry, you know, and whatever I say, they understand that that's not really what I mean. I'm just venting. I'm being stupid. I've lost my mind or whatever. And then, all right, well, so you're not really going to to, to go punch Santa Claus in the stomach, right? No, I didn't mean that, you know, so, but that's certainly like you say, you don't go into the boardroom, much less on a presidential debate and say, oh, I hate Santa Claus. I'm going to punch him in the mouth or whatever. No. You know, my- <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, my version of I'm going to I'm going to punch you in the mouth that I may mean that completely comical versus there's a friend of mine that if he says, I'm going to punch him in the mouth. then at that point, you're like, OK, you know what? It's time for us to leave. You know what I mean? So two totally different definitions. So. But, you know, going back to the topic, um, I did think about like business, just all different aspects of this uncertain uh, uncertainty that we we have to live with. There is no, you know, like there was a a sci fi show years and years ago called Logan's Run. And you got it was a utopia. And you just, you know, it was all underground. But once you hit, I think it was 18 or 21, then there was Ascension Day. And it was celebration. And they lifted you up. And no one saw you again because you ascended, right? Well, you ascended to the meat grinder. You know what I mean? They killed you off because they could only support X amount of people. But ignorance was obviously bliss until Logan, the main character, um, decided he was going to climb up above ground and found that everything was deserted. I thought it was cool as a kid because the White House was covered with ivy, you know, everything had been deserted. And so humanity had ceased to exist on the surface, right? So, um, but I mean, you know, it would be nice for us to be able to say, okay, you know what, at 50... We've paid our dues. We're going to start to wind down and we're going to have a, yes. a decade of celebration yet. We're still working, but yet, you know, and then at 60, 
we're done. You know, we, we have another um, 40 years of bliss where we're taken care of by, you know, whatever, you know, our investments and stuff. But 2008. I like your plan. <laughs> I wish it worked. I'm telling you, I think the closer I get to 50, the more I'm like, wait a minute. This is what I actually thought that all these things are going to fall into place because they were good ideas. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying there are bad ideas. I mean, you know, but on the other hand, for me to say, by 50, I will retire. Dude, really? You believe that? No wonder you were disappointed and needed therapy for six months to <laughs> overcome this, you know? So you have to be basing it in reality. And you have to, a lot of us have had to reinvent ourselves, no matter how successful we were in one arena, um, we've had to reinvent ourselves. And there's... Um, a uh, an acquaintance of mine. He's good friends with a good friend of mine. That's the connection. But um, this guy used to record and um, master the music for um, oh, was it um, Chicago and bands like that. So back in the day, the guy was he was he he was never not busy. I mean, like this guy was always on call. It's like hey. Um, you know, we need you to come record this band and master it and it'll be a wondrous work of art and all this stuff. So, I mean, the guy was really well connected and then things kind of changed. The digital age came about. And so the whole audio recording community changed. So here's this guy who super huge name had to reinvent himself. And now he creates plugins and he still does recording and all, but I mean, he creates plugins so that people can record awesome stuff at home, you know, or in home recording studios um, versus having to go to um, the huge studios, which cost, I don't know, 50000 per project or more, um, you know, because that's really not what people need today. So that whole thing has changed. My buddy who used to work for Blackbird um, Recording Studio up in Nashville, um, now he's a pastor. He's, he kind of had a little life change there and decided he was going to go in a different direction. But he could tell me, you know, even a decade ago that everything was changing with GarageBand and with, you know, being able to record in your home. You could do an adequate job of recording your music in a pure form, get it out there to the masses on iTunes, and it would only cost you time because GarageBand comes free with your computer, you know? And so a lot of things change. I, I used to create websites from scratch and I knew how to write code and make all this stuff happen. And then Adobe made all these advances. So, you know, eventually anyone can create a website out of Photoshop files and then they make it all happen. And then bam, you got, you have something beautiful and it's really what you want versus someone's interpretation of what you want. So, you know, and then you look at different investments. 2008 uh, wiped out my friend's uh, college accounts for his kids. So instead of going to the big universities that he wanted them to, um, they went to community college, and that was all he could afford. But he really thought he had it all together, as we all did, you know, back before 2008 wiped this all out. Um, so anyway, but it, it just... There are no certainties, so you have to make the best of every moment. And I think when you lose sight of the fantastic, I mean, I'm, I'm always posting pictures of sunsets, or sometimes it's even like the green leaves against the blue sky. It just, that's art to me, you know? And so I'll post things in hopes that people will stop and say, hey, you know what? It is a beautiful day. Hey, I am married, I am lucky, or I am I have the perfect dog, or whatever. You know, in this moment, things are really 
pretty good, you know? Yeah, that's, um, I, I, I still think um, you have a good plan. And if you're not 50 yet, I think it's possible. You know? <laughs> so, I, mean, I think you know, going back to your, by finding peace, like you have to find a way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, things are changing. I think the economy is, you know, obviously growing. To, regardless of what everybody else may think or feel, whatever, it's definitely getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, I was part of that whole process where people were losing things. But I know those same people are now rebuilding um, right. and moving forward. But if, if you really if you're really thinking about retiring at um, between mm-hmm. 60 and 62, which I think is a good retirement age, um, I think it is, you know, it's time to start planning to um Planning to retire, uh, which means learning how to relax and enjoy life. Um, kind of, I think um, it was one thing. My, my son just finished reading this book, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were a couple of things that um, he pulled out of there. Um, and he did this work with Dad. Let me see if I can find it real quick. But it was mm-hmm. like really cool to um, see them s- summing up something. Mm-hmm. Some things um, that he felt like he was reading and understanding. Um, so dad asked him, he said, he said, you know, what is it that you, you know, that you learned from reading this book? Well, he learned about rich dad and poor dad. He learned about uh, like what's the difference between the two. Right. Uh, making it work for you. Um, but one of the most important things that I think he pulled out is he said, you know, everybody knows that you really can be wealthy if you have your family and you have, you know, mm-hmm. people to you know, we love you. And um, that's like the biggest thing. But one of the things that he said is learning how um, to balance your budget mm-hmm. when you don't make a lot of money and learning how to grow your money without getting a raise. Mm-hmm. That was a really big deal to me because I'm like, how are you growing money if you don't have a raise on a job? He said, well, if you always feel like, uh, this is an 11-year-old talking now, you always feel you have to ask someone for something. And he said, I'm kind of shy, so I can't go around asking my boss for a raise all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not so sure I want to have a boss. He said, but if I can learn how to invest my money, maybe mm-hmm. when I need a raise, I can go into my own money to buy what I need. So I mm-hmm. think I need a raise. I really don't. Because what I'm saying, he said, if you really need a raise, if you're making money and you really need a raise, that means you're living beyond your means. Right. You need more money. But if you live within your means, you don't really need a raise. If mm-hmm. there's something that you want for a special occasion or a special holiday, then go back into the money that you saved. Right. And get your own raise from your own bonus. Right. And what you need to do. And now you don't owe anybody anything. You're not paying any more taxes. Because that's one thing that um, it taught him is that the more money you make, the more taxes you pay. Well, right. the more taxes you're supposed to pay, right? Right. Um, so, <laughs> so it doesn't, you know, I, I haven't found loopholes yet. I'm still looking. But right. um, <laughs> it, it, you know, it was, just, it was just interesting coming from a little kid. So I hope that we can start to settle into preparing for retirement when we're 60 mm-hmm. years old, now that we're 50. Um, so that when our kids are our ages, it would be normal to be able to start winding down, being busy and working and you mm-hmm. know, trying to make money, um, to spend those last 10 years really learning how to relax. Um, so you can retire and not have a heart attack when you retire. Right. You're stressed about your, your money or, uh, you're not used to just sitting around, um, you know, not doing much. Right. So it's. It's it's some it's some good things, but um, I think some things people have to have to do, and that's probably the most difficult thing is 
really figuring out what is it you need in life? What is it that you can afford? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, go with that. Because life could be a whole lot better if we all live within our means. We start mm-hmm. looking at, I would say, the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses. Right. Uh, and stop looking in that direction in order to get, um, get our needs met. Um, so, I mean, it's okay to pick up things from other people as long as they're positive things. But, you know, it's, it's, it's not okay to buy something because somebody else has it. That, that's not going right. to be joy. You didn't even want it before you saw it. So, you right. don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> those cases. But right. It's, um, yeah, it's, we really have to search inside of ourselves to see what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just what we need and how we can do what we, can, what we need to do. But I, I think we can start winding down. I, I think it's time to start winding down. Mm-hmm. I support that. I, I'm 50 years old and I'm supporting that. Well, and, and I do think that, um, you know, Michelle does help me relax. She and I do appreciate the simpler things. And, you know, it's not that we don't have aspirations to travel the globe. We do. But on the other hand, um, I have a cousin that has a place down at the beach and we'll go stay for free. We don't have to own it. And if we want to go when it's not available, we can go and, and um, you know, and, and rent a place. But, on you know, on the other hand, that my cousin feels great about anyone going down and using her place because she doesn't live there full time, you know? And it's kind of like my friends, I have multiple friends that own vineyards. I don't have to own a vineyard. You know what I mean? They bring me wine, you know? So I don't, (laughs) you know, and then, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, when it comes down to, you know, Hey, I need someone who knows about, uh, you know, design or video or whatever, then I can be here for them, you know? So we all have our part to play in this thing, but you, you do have to find that contentment in where you are. And I now maybe I'm an oddity, but I enjoy um, trying to figure out how to solve puzzles. So this whole thing with me trying to kind of you know, as we were discussing earlier with um, you know apps for smart devices, and you know different people have approached me and said, "Hey, I have investors," and and so you know then I put all my proposals together and nothing comes out of it. So. You know, third time of that with different people, different, you know, investors, um, I'm ready to create it all myself and cut out everybody. You know what I mean? Other than the people that want to say, hey, I have an idea for an app uh, like my buddy David, who used to work for the audio industry, like Vanel, who has a really cool idea for an app. So as I get to those levels, then I will I'll swap some code out or whatever and then um, form a partnership and then send it out and, you know make 50 cents on the dollar through iTunes. But I mean, it's cool, you know? And um, so just finding solutions for things, finding out how to fix things, um, you know, which also saves money. It's just like your son was saying. I mean, you know, if you're, if you're solutions minded, then why not, you know, fix your dryer or washing machine for $25 versus having somebody come and fix it for 200, you know, if you can do it. Sometimes it winds up worse and you're like, well, I'm going to have to replace the whole thing. But, uh, you know, sometimes it does pay off. So it's that whole wisdom solution thing. Yeah, you have to figure out and do that. We've been surprised about um, the things that we can do ourselves um, Mm -hmm. that would actually save us a lot of money. Um, And we wouldn't have to do that if people actually charged fair prices for things. (laughs) Right. Um, and I can't, I've hired some really, really good people and um, they've been great. And then the second time they came is like, 
prices like went way up. I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like EpiPens. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like yeah. Michelle is allergic to every insect known on to the planet. Right. And um, so in the event that we should be somewhere and she could get stung by a bee, then I'd better have the EpiPen or she may not survive the trek down the mountain or whatever. I mean, we enjoy going out and, you know, walking and hiking and stuff like that. And so when the EpiPens went from 60 bucks a piece to what? $600. I mean, like it was astronomical. And then our, our Congress is looking into it. And the people that make the EpiPen said, eh, you know what? We want to make more money. Oh, we'll scold you. And then, but keep it up. Whatever, man, we, we're not going to touch that. It just really, cause what is, what's fair? What's, I, I think it was, um, so much of Tesla's, uh, like uh, the things that he would create, he would share and then someone else would steal his concept, build upon mm-hmm. it and then patent it. And, um, same thing with, I think it was penicillin, correct me if I'm wrong, but there was something that, um, you know, like cured some sort of major childhood illness. And the guy that created it said, I am excited. Um, this is for free. I want people better. And then the, the pharmaceutical side of somebody's mind said, whoa, we can make money on this. So, yeah, it, it'd be nice yeah. if everybody would just, hey, here's a solution. You know, like it, here is the best oil on the planet. You can use it to do all these different things. And it is so healthy and it's good for your skin. And so how do I get it? You know, because I'm willing to pay for it. But, oh, well, you know, you have to become a member of the club. And that's $50 a month. And then, you know, it's $75 for this little bottle. And really? Wait, that just sounds like some J-Lo youth age <laughs> stuff that I can't afford because I'm not J-Lo. Because, you know, she has this yeah. this immense regiment and she is gorgeous still uh but yes it works for her but no i don't have twelve hundred dollars per ounce what are you talking about <laughs> yeah. that you know and it's really sad because um i mean the whole EpiPen fiasco mm-hmm. and as well as other medicines that almost everyone needs and they really taken advantage of um, like they've really just really taken advantage of some really good programs out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm talking about the people who are selling these things have really taken advantage mm-hmm. of the fact that we need them. So they jack the price up because we need them. Right. Um, so it just, you know, it's, it's very, very difficult, but, um, I, I, I don't know. I, when I, when I look at different prices of things, I just, um, I don't know. Even when I'm working with people, I cater to a certain population of people, um, mm-hmm. Because they can they can pay more, um, mm-hmm. so I use it with professionals or um, um, yeah more more professionals um, who have to do certain things because their job requires them to do that. Um, it's not odd for me to deal with someone with anger issues because they've had some kind of outburst mm-hmm. at work, um, and the boss says you need to get some help or else. Um, so you end up you know being able to charge more. Um, and then you, you know, dealing with a regular person who have anger issues and they know that and their wife said, or husband said, you need to get help. <laughs> right. can charge them as much, you know? Right. Right. One, they don't have the money Two, they don't, even, they don't, it's not a matter of, um, uh, employment or not. Mm-hmm. So it's a difference So people, people do that. But, but this, but the average person who needs everything is not, um, an actress or, or a star or a wealthy person. It's just an average person. Right. So I don't know how they found that it was um, okay to 
sell every pants but for six hundred dollars and some even thousands of dollars yeah um because eventually, you know, you can't keep using the EpiPen for life. It's not like you're paying a thousand dollars for life. Right. Um, you got to keep buying them. So yeah. it's, um, yeah, it's a racket. And I think that they, yes, definitely deserve more than slap on the hand. Um, mm-hmm. That's really bad. So, and then I think that's the thing. Like, and I know people are going to do things, but it's like, what happens to them when they do these things, illegal or not? Because it may not be illegal, but mm-hmm. there needs to be some of a retribution. I mean, not retribution. <laughs> Right. For the people that put in the money, you know, like, right. um, uh, yes, you take your price down, you don't charge these prices anymore, but everyone else that you've charged, you need to get them a refund. Mm-hmm. People need to get their money back or, or a lifetime supply of EpiPens. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it's so, one of those things yeah. where there's a friend of mine, he and I went to high school together, so we'd known each other for a really, really long time. And I think it was maybe three years ago, he was driving down the road and just started feeling really dizzy, pulled over, his wife and kids were with him, and um, he was determined, as most men are, I'm fine, you know? So he was kind of like um, falling around in the grass and throwing up and really, really sick. So finally, about an hour later, uh, his wife said, you know what, I'm calling 911 regardless, and turns out he has diabetes. So now he has to get the injections and all the stuff every single day. And so these things come out of nowhere. I mean, you know, it's kind of like, oh, by the way, your car died. You have to buy a new car. Or, you know, I mean, there's just there's, there can be something um, that's right. a one time big kind of or, you know, hey, you're going on a trip. You better pick up a couple of EpiPens. You know, I mean, it just um, yeah. there it's you have to be kind of prepared as best you can. But he certainly didn't see the whole diabetes coming. And um, so, you know, I don't know, staying calm in the storm, knowing that everything will be okay. And and not to take this on a a biblical note, but I mean, it's no different than, you know, all Jesus' disciples freaking out on the boat, storming! And then, okay, so where's Jesus? He's asleep because he's not worried about it, you know? And everything's going to be okay, you know? So, (laughs) but I think we do forget about that during the storms, you know? You forget. Yeah. We forget about things during the storm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's why I always, you know, I always um, tell people if you're going to pray, you need to pray all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Not just when you need something, <laughs> but yeah, when yeah, you're yeah. grateful for things. Six, right. Yeah, I didn't hear from you about six months, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, Lord, you got to help me do this. Uh, like, Who is that? Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> I from you in a Yeah. But, uh, right now, we need to pray for our country. That's for sure. We really um, do, and it just yeah. if and and it's it's hard to know how everybody believes. But if you believe that everything happens for a purpose, then regardless of who you vote for, regardless of who is actually sworn into office, um, that is the way it's supposed to flow. You know, whether we agree with it or not, um, yep. you know, do your best and. You know, just uh, that I don't know, just be the best person that you can. I see a lot of negativity around and I try my best not to be a part of that, you know, because I don't want to be a catalyst for more negativism, you know. Um, But, you know, sometimes things are hard. Sometimes things are tough. Sometimes clients do take advantage of me. 
Um, but then there are the clients that would do anything for me. You know, there are the friends that would do anything for me. There's, it's a, life is full of balance if you will allow it to be there instead of, like you were saying earlier, if you're so worried about what you don't have, and I'm not talking food, I'm saying, well, I don't have that Cadillac. I don't live in a penthouse downtown Charlotte that has a built-in swimming pool, you know? If those are the things that are going to make you miserable, then you really need to rethink things. And um, and find some happiness in the moment because it's there if you'll just look. If you'll, it, I I believe it is anyway. I sometimes wonder when people listen to the podcast and they're like, "That guy's full of crap." There's nothing good. There's nothing this. But I've been there. I've been in that negative mindset, and I came out of it and let go of a lot of stuff from my past. So there is hope, and so that I do enjoy this moment. And it doesn't mean that I might not encounter a frustration as soon as you and I wrap up the podcast, but I don't have to hold on to it and let it devour my soul. I can say, okay, well, this needs a solution and I will try to figure out a solution, but I know there is one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big thing too, is um, we have to have hope that there is, there is something better. And we do truly have to, believe and we thought you know we talked about we always talk about in uh, the podcast about believing something Mm -hmm. better than you do have to believe that um whatever happens that's how it's supposed to happen and Mm -hmm. you are still you still have choices um um and i think that you know some people are afraid that we're not we're no longer going to have choices um (laughs) yeah yeah I, i i think that we were dealing with some something else i think one person or two will take matters into their own hands if we got to the point that we as members of society didn't have choices anymore. Mm-hmm. I think that that would just be out some other kind of way, but mm-hmm. obviously I don't want that to happen either. Just, um, yeah, just we, we've got a lot to, it, it's time to pray. I mean, um, now that I'm thinking about it, finding peace in the world with uncertainty, what we have to do is pray mm-hmm. um, and, and believe that the best thing is going to be done and that we're going to uh, get through this mm-hmm. um, it's difficult it's uh we're just living in a difficult time we're living in a difficult time not just in in uh the aspect of thinking about uh politics but in our mental health it's mm-hmm. a struggle that's why we're talking about uh you and i are talking about an app for treating uh, helping people get through uh depressive episodes through the day or mm-hmm. um uh, the manic episodes during the day or people that are bipolar, how do they process through a day or maybe even an app that I was um, thinking about, how do you deal with someone who's, who's borderline and um, uh, maybe come off their medicine because they think they're doing well. Like, well, how do you get back on it when you know that you probably shouldn't have come off of it? I mean, like, mm-hmm. I think of a way. So, you know, we have that and then we have the, in the world where divorce is like, so, you know, commonplace. It's like, how do we get through that? How do we find peace with that? How do we find peace with being able to go home and tell our spouse, I no longer want to be married to you, or being a spouse sitting at home when someone else comes home and say, I no longer want to be married to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have to like believe that things happen for a reason to really process that in our own minds mm-hmm. so that we can, you know, move forward in our lives. So there's a lot of uncertainty in the world because we don't really control everything that happens in our world, mm-hmm. but we have choices when things happen. And that's, I think that's what we have to hold on to is um, the choices that we make. Like if if I make a choice to do something and that backfires on me, I have to be able to make another choice. 
not melt down, but make another choice, mm-hmm. go in a direction, mm-hmm. um, you know, and learn, learn from what has happened. Okay. That didn't work. So mm-hmm. let me try something else. But a lot mm-hmm. of people don't work. They give up yep. um, or blame other people. Um, right. Um, so, you know, we've got we've to move away from, from that. I think it's all about being, uh, being an adult and being mature and, mm-hmm. um, learning process. Um, but I think that's, that's something that we have to do in order to find peace, uh, especially when we're talking about the inner peace. We're, we're not going right. to find world peace um, right now. <laughs> right. You know, it's so funny you talk about movies, but it reminds me of uh, the beauty pageants. You know, if you remember 20, mm. 30 years ago, mm-hmm. the best answer in the beauty pageant is, what do you want to do to change the world? I right. want world peace. Right. It's the best answer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like really? Right. <laughs> it's being going, yes, that's the right answer. We're all these. Right. That's never gonna happen. So uh, you the best answer. I'm sure yeah. I've I've said this before, but one of my favorite episodes of uh X Files, um, there was this they found a genie, right? And of course you had two morons that were, you know, like there was, uh, and the genie, it was with a wink and a nod because she was kind of a trickster. But these two guys were so dumb that, you know, like the one guy wanted to be invisible so he could go into the women's locker room and he got hit crossing the road by a big truck because he couldn't be seen. Well, then the other guy, he gets his three wishes and the genie's like, okay, what do you want? He's like, I want a gold wheelchair because the guy's in a wheelchair. And she's like, really? You want it to be gold. You know, I mean, why not wish that you don't need it? And he was like, no, I want it gold. I want my gold wheelchair. So anyway, people don't necessarily make the best decisions. But anyway, it was a very comical episode. But then when Mulder, when she said, uh, what do you want? Because you have, you're stuck with three wishes. And he said, well, I want peace on earth. And so she said, really? Anyway, and then everything was quiet. And there was peace on earth because the planet was void of humans other than Mulder. And so that, I mean, like, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, and of course then he had to wish it all back. But, um, but I mean, you know, that's the truth of the matter. It's an awesome thing to say. Oh, I love peace on earth. It's a part of all the Christmas songs and, you know, but I mean, really until we each choose our peace, then there's not going to be peace on earth because we're always going to be fighting about stuff. You know, that's mine. That's not yours. Um, don't look at me that way. Well, I'm sorry. I'm having eye spasms. I'm not giving you the stank eye. You know what I mean? But yet we're going to start a fight. I mean, it's if you have inner peace, then and that's it's tough to, to it's it's a trek to get there and then it's a trek to keep it. But it's well worth it. Mm-hmm. You were wow. talking about uh, learning from your mistakes and, and all and one just somebody. There's not that many people that I there's like a very small group of people that I admire that aren't within my group of like family friends, but, uh, Elon Musk, who is the owner of Tesla motors, um, you know, he has something called SpaceX, which I'm a, I'm a huge sci-fi fan. I want to, I I would love to see space travel in my lifetime, whether that, you know, for humans, whether that'll happen or not, I don't know. But anyway, but, and I've know I've told the story on multiple podcasts, maybe even this one, but so here they are a part of this SpaceX program. He owns it and they create this rocket and I can't remember if it launched and then it came right back down and blew up or whatever. But it was like the really early stages of his dream coming to fruition. And of course, everybody who had had a hand in creating this rocket and its failure, and I'm putting that in quotes, 
they were devastated. They were like, oh my gosh, the millions of dollars, the time, all this stuff. And for what? It crashed. Well, then he addressed the whole company and he's excited. He's happy. Not because it crashed, but because he could learn from the crash. He could learn everything not to do again from the criteria that they recorded when the rocket went up and subsequently came down and exploded. So if we can all do that, mm-hmm. um, then we can learn from our mistakes. And hopefully they won't cost us millions of dollars, you know what I mean? Um, but I mean, he, he really has the right idea. It's just like, well, we're going to try again. This, is, this needs a solution. And we're going to be solution-minded. We're going to push on forward, and we will conquer because we're not going to give up. Wow. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know, that's, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> I, I know, I wish I could see space travel, too, for, um, for humans, as you said. It's, um, it's a lot of things going on, but I like the idea of um, being able to learn. Um, I know that was difficult for me when we lost um, our daughter, and they wanted to know why she passed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, wow, like, what, how do you know, right? Like, you know, like, just cutting, um, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah. huh. You know, I just like, um, you know, that was hard for us. Um, and so, um, you know, we, we, you know, we had to bring her home. We mm-hmm. had to cremate her home, but, um, I know they want to know, so they're helping someone else, but they don't even know like why she was born early. They did a lot of things they didn't know. And I was like, I don't know, but I do know that, that it's very important to be able to study. That's why science is there. Right. To be able to study, to be able to learn. And, um, and that's why um, there's so much research, you know, done now to help everyone. But that same thing falls over into learning from our experiences as mm-hmm. well. Um, whether they're good, better, and different. So, um, right. yeah, that, that's a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, growth that people have to do on purpose. And I think that that's the hardest part is doing it on purpose. You can learn from your mistakes, but people just don't want to make mistakes. Um, They don't want to be wrong. They don't want things not to go the way they want it to go. So that, Mm -hmm. that, yeah. But I have, X-Files is one of my favorite shows. Uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and they had the new one come on and it was on for a short period of time. I have no idea what happened to it. Maybe you know, but. It went off. It was. I thought it was good. You know, um, the fact that they left us hanging during Alien Apocalypse and then yeah, said, no, that's yeah, where no. we meant to leave it. And I'm like, really? Wait a minute. Six episodes and we're done? What in the world? So. <laughs> I wasn't the only one because I was like, what? No. I enjoyed every single episode. Jake is a huge fan. And there were there were a couple episodes that he was just like, that's just dumb hearing the voices singing or, or this or that. Or I can't remember. There were there were like two episodes that he thought were ridiculous and mm-hmm. uh, including the, the grand finale. And I was like, man, it was really on a roll. I wanted at least one more episode to kind of wrap things up. Right. Who's an alien? Who's who's you know? And so they're saying that maybe they'll come back. But I don't think they're in any hurry. I think. David Duchovny and oh my gosh, I can't remember uh, Scully's uh, the actress's name. She is a phenomenal actor. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyway, I, I don't think either of them are hurting for money. I'm sure their residual checks come in like clockwork for all the stuff that they have done that um, you know is showing around the planet. So um, yeah, but it, it was cool. I also like the fact that they were very non-apologetic for their ages. They didn't run filters to try to look younger. It was just like, you know what? Time has passed. Now we're back. So it's cool. Yeah. 
Uh. No, so that you know, it's good, but um, I mean, always a lot, of, um, a lot of interesting stuff there to remind us everything we needed to learn. Yeah. That we, <laughs> and that we weren't alone, right? <laughs> 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 that, that's a yeah. big deal. It was fascinating to me when I was 30 and fascinating again when I was 50, so. Mm-hmm. Well, and I yeah. think the thing that I miss about space travel, and now, of course, it's, you know, um, private enterprise and, and all this other stuff. It's moving in a different direction. But I've always believed that space travel was good for humanity because it enabled us. It, it sparked dreams. What is what what's beyond our atmosphere? You know, um, are there aliens out there? Will we colonize Mars? What's. You know, up with Jupiter's moons. Uh, is there another, you know, like, is there another um, planet similar to Earth that we could travel to and live and whatever? I mean, I don't know. That That's just cool to think about, cool to ponder. It is. It is. Um, I just wish more though. people would dream and have hope and think. And because when you think about the possibilities for anything are endless. And so if you have a problem you know, then there is a solution for it. Whether it's how do I get from point A to point B, the bus stop, so that then I can uh, get to work, so that then I can get a car, so I'm not having to do the bus stop. You know what I mean? And then eventually maybe I can get a house closer to work. Or, you know what I mean? It's Sometimes it's a gradual progression. It's not necessarily winning the lottery and then, you know, uh, buying the company that you work for or whatever. It's, mm-hmm. uh, but I mean, you know, sometimes solutions are in phases, but just don't give up, stay hopeful and keep, keep trying. And, you know, just like Elon Musk and that rocket, I mean, like if he had allowed the first one to blow up to end his, his dream, um, then he never would have, um, I think one of the latest things that he did was he actually sent cargo up to the international space station in one of his rockets. And if I'm not mistaken, it came back and landed. That's what he's wanting to do, phase one or whatever, to just be uh, more or less a courier service so that the people on the ISS, if they need something, then um, he sends it up there, you know? And of course it's, you know, at expense. I think it's like $10,000 an apple in essence. But on the other hand, you know what? It's he he did not let the uh, the first explosion stop him, and that was certainly not his last explosion, you know. But he kept on, uh, you know, just kept looking at the numbers, and he had the talented people to back him up, and yeah, you know. that's good. Yeah. Okay, so um, I mean, this is definitely a topic that could probably go on for a while, talking about different things. Um, <laughs> right. I think, <laughs> but finding peace within yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, is um, is always a challenge, um, but I think the biggest thing is focusing on what is it you want out of your life and try to put that in context. Doesn't mean put yourself in a box and stay in that box and don't come out of it, you know. Mm-hmm. But it definitely means putting your life in context of your own. Know yourself, you mm-hmm. know, know your abilities, um, and live within your means. And I think that that gives you peace. Like a lot of people have anxiety mm-hmm. about paying bills and anxiety about making someone else happy and anxiety about like having mm-hmm. what their neighbors have. But if you can focus on what you need in your life to be happy and kind of like really know um, like what that is, then I think that makes things a whole lot easier for mm-hmm. you to be find peace within yourself. Like there's mm-hmm. a sense in finding your den and trying to relax if you're stressed out about all these other things you've got to do. <laughs> right. um, 
you know, it just just doesn't have to be that complicated. So I know we're, we're getting into the wire, but I want to give an example about finding peace um, that I think really works. And back to my 11-year-old son again. But anyway, every year we do this thing of giving him one day um, up until the number he's going to be. So I'll make sure I'm explaining this clearly. Uh-huh. So this year he he's turning 12. So he has 12 days prior to his 12th birthday to make decisions for himself. Huh. And it's within the context of his own reality, which means he knows he goes to school every day. He knows that he has golf and he has basketball and he has swimming and he has violin. So he cannot choose not to do those things, but he can choose when to do them, how to do them, how long to do them. Um, And then the other things like he is not supposed to play on a computer other than, you know, maybe texting a friend. He only gets 30 minutes a day to do that. Um, or playing um, on his iPad, he only gets an hour a day to do that. But on his game that he likes, his NBA 2K17, he can only play that on the weekends, right? <laughs> right. So it's like, here's your life. This is what we do. This is what mommy and daddy does on a daily basis in order to make your life go smooth so you don't have to worry about things. Well, he didn't make a lot of changes. What um, he could have done was step in. Mm-hmm. He could have. Uh, not done math on Monday. He could have waited until Wednesday or Thursday or Friday to do it. Uh, he could have moved all the whole curriculum around. He could have even even chosen to play video games in the evening after school as long as his work was done. Right. Um, and he, the first day, he didn't sleep in. He asked for a special breakfast, but it was to make breakfast himself. Huh. The next day, he asked for a special breakfast, which was to make cereal. So he was, you know, I, you know. So, so by the time we got to Friday, and I was like, okay, you've had four or five days now of making decisions for yourself, and I noticed you haven't stepped in, you haven't asked to play your video game, you haven't asked mom to cook you special things that you're always asked to cook you these things <laughs> in the morning. Why is that? He said because it's more peaceful for me to do the things that I'm supposed to do, and then not have you stressed out. Oh, that is nice. So, yeah. That's very nice, but reality of it is, is that I don't have to impose as many things on him that I impose on him because he doesn't want to do those things because they disrupt his time. Right. Like, if he were to play video games, he loves playing that video game so much that if he was able to play it when he wanted to, he would stay up too late, which doesn't um, keep me from waking him up early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, which means he'll be tired. He doesn't want to get up and be tired and then not <laughs> right. function. Right. So it's like, it's it, it's a lot for an 11-year-old to kind of think that through. Well, I don't want to have happen this morning. Because I'm like, why why didn't you ask if you could play your video games? I said, we would have let you play it. And he goes, no. He goes, I would have stayed up too late. And then I wouldn't have got up the next day. And then you'd have been focused on my work. Who thinks that through? But if we could all, as adults, really think our choices through, then mm-hmm. we might not be so stressed out about, you know, what's going to happen during the next day. Mm-hmm. You know, we worry about things. We worry about tomorrow. We worry about, we worry about this bill. We worry about this. We worry about that. Like, I tell people who worry about their credit card payments, well, what did you get? Right. What did you charge on that card? Like, did you really need that? Because mm-hmm. you're worried about, you know, I can't, I can't, my credit card bill is $200. Right. Okay. Well, what did you get? Can you take it back? Right. <laughs> right. Like, you know, really, do, do, is it really worth the anxiety that you're having right now? Right. Does it make it? I mean, just take it back. Um, but it's, you know, it's one of those things that I think that's really noble of a kid and want to be thinking about me, of course, not want to stress me out, but yeah. I never complain. 
but I think he knows I'm asking mommy to do this and this is a lot of work because sometimes at nine o'clock we're going to start class and if he tells me at 845 I really would like a breakfast sandwich I'm like really that's going to take me 20 <laughs> minutes right so right. now I'm going to start class late because you got to eat like but he didn't bother with that it was almost like when when adults are in control of everything and they make choices we'll go ahead and stress them out but when it's my choice uh-huh. I have this choice for me and I think that he's he's doing that so when we're done with these 12 days we're going back to his routine <laughs> it works better yeah you know, um, just fix your own breakfast <laughs> right right it's not you know it's not complicated but it's just, it's, I just think that we need to think about that we need to think about the choices that we make make and keep ourselves from being stressed out so that we can have a peaceful life mm-hmm I agree you know yeah yeah just kind of throw that out there. Just um, something to think about. Mm-hmm. Kids don't worry about things that we worry about. Um, and I don't necessarily believe that as adults we're supposed to worry about things. We are supposed to worry, but some of the things I worry about that we worry about, I think we should maybe not do those things. Just mm-hmm. not have their lives. Well, I think it almost, you know, kind of like our discussion on uh, having a discussion versus an argument. I think if you're mm-hmm. responsible, you're not going to have so many worries. Now, not that you can't allow things to, you know, like, oh, my gosh, the election's coming up in two weeks. You know, not that that can't stress you out if you allow it. But overall, if you're responsible with your lifestyle, then you don't have so many worries. And you can I I think you can appreciate the the smaller things that worry edges out. You know? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a, I think that's a good that's a good note. Appreciating the small things that worry edges out. That's mm-hmm. a big deal. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been a fun topic. We've run about an hour and ten minutes, which is always good. I think we usually shoot for about an hour, but um, but this was a great topic and. Um, and of course, I just realized I am the one that came up with it, so that sounded very narcissistic. But I do think it's very applicable. And um, so, anyway, hopefully, we can get together next week and uh, do this again. You know, with some other topic, and um, you know, again, coming up with politics. Uh, you know, with the elections coming up, and there's so many signs. There's some intersections I find it hard to even see if I can pull out in traffic. So I'll be glad when everything's wrapped up. Oh, wow. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. And then a lot of people can relax. At least I hope so. Yeah. (laughs) I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It gives me anxiety (laughs) thinking that, oh, my goodness, we might not be able to relax. (laughs) (laughs) We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the 18 Degrees Below Horizon podcast with your hosts, Dr. Nicola Felton and John Fouts. While Dr. Nicola is a psychotherapist and certified life coach, a podcast is a one-way street. So please consider this podcast for inspirational purposes only. If you feel you have mental health needs, please seek a professional therapist so that you might find your own mental wellness. Happiness is possible. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.